You are listening to your new puppies podcast, starting you and your dog off on the right paw. Here's your host, Debbie Salento. Hello, and welcome to your new puppies podcast. I'm Debbie, and today we're going to talk about 10 ways to play with your dog. So, the reason why I decided to talk about this today is because I talk about all the time how you need to play with your dog, especially your puppy, and you need to engage with them and spend time with them and tire them out and exercise them. But how do you do that? I mean, after a while, there's only so much toy playing that you can do with your puppy that entertains them and you. So I just put together a list of ideas, and then hopefully these ideas will spark other ones. I also concentrated on things you can do indoors, because it's easy to get the exercise outside. If it's a beautiful day out and the sun's shining and it's your day off, sure, it's easy to take your dog to the park or play frisbee in the backyard or go for a nice long walk or a hike. When we struggle is, you know, in the evenings after work, it's already dark out. Or, appropriately enough, as I'm recording this episode, there is a winter snowstorm going on outside. I also focused on ways to up the ante exercise-wise so we can increase that tiring out factor. So let's dive right in. The first one, incredibly simple. Give them a new toy. I've talked about my toy box method before where you don't let them have all their toys at once. You keep most of them put away in a toy box and you rotate. Now, this can be a brand new toy Or it could be a toy they just haven't seen in a while, especially a puppy. Put it away for like three days, take it back out. It's like a brand new toy. And it will be a lot more fun than that toy that's been sitting out for two weeks, even if it's their favorite. Number two, play a game of hide and seek. This one's perfect if you have multiple people in your household. And it's exactly as it sounds. Somebody keeps the puppy in one room, everybody else goes and hides. Maybe they have a handful of their dinner or maybe their favorite treat. And deciding on an order beforehand, one at a time, you call your dog and see if they can find you. Especially with a puppy, you're going to start really super easy and then build your way up to harder and harder hiding places. Like first you're going to hide in plain sight and then you're going to, you know, hide in a closet or behind a door or, you know, under a table, whatever it is. You're going to up the ante as they get really good at the game. Now, number three is a scavenger hunt. So again, one person can keep the dog out of the room or put them in a crate. That will work if it's just you. And you hide things around the house. It's going to work best if you're hiding the treats. Again, you start slowly and you and you put them like out in the open and then you find better and better hiding places as they get better. Again, this can be done with treats or maybe this is how they eat their dinner. And this is great because the kids will love finding the hiding spots places and you will be definitely entertained by your dog trying to find all of the treats. Number four is play a game of fetch with 
tug. So you throw them a toy, they bring it back. Don't just take it from them and throw it again. Play tug with them for a minute. Dogs love it and it expends a lot of energy. So it's going to do more than just the fetch will. You're going to add another level to it. And I do get that question all the time, like, isn't tug like a bad game to play with your dog? No, not at all. If you were having behavior problems, if tug just gets them so overstimulated and so overexcited that we don't play the game because we don't want them to get stuck in that place. But that's the minority. For most dogs, tug is just a really fun game that expends a lot of energy. Okay, now number five, good old-fashioned training. Doesn't even have to be like obedience training. Teach them a new trick. Teach them how to walk between your legs or spin in a circle or roll over. Anytime you're teaching your dog something new, it's using their brain and it's burning energy. Now, with a puppy, you can only do it for five or 10 minutes at a time because you don't want to get your dog frustrated, but you do add it in to their day because once they know a few things, whether it's, you know, sit, stay, down, or spin in a circle, roll over, walk between my legs, whatever it is, as soon as they know a few activities, you can do number six, which is a training relay race. I don't know if you can hear that, but there is a plow going by my window. I told you there is a winter storm happening. Okay, so a training relay race. So they know sit, they know stay, they know down, they know spin in a circle, they know roll over, you know, they know four or five things solid, like 100%. Because this isn't about training them these commands. This is about using those commands in a fun way. So at the television, they have to sit. At the couch, they have to go down. At, you know, the table, they have to spin in a circle. You get the idea. And then you can either improve your time by popping around the room. Maybe you have a little fun family competition. I say that with caution only because we don't want the dog's training and fun to get put on the side with the family competition. Number seven, we're going to move the fetch or scavenger hunt to the stairs. Now, again, this is a dog who's already very comfortable with the stairs. So this might be an older dog or puppy. And I want to make sure that the stairs are rugged because with the fetch, you're going to have your dog going up and down the stairs because just like us, running up and down stairs is going to up that exercise factor. And the other thing you can do if you're not comfortable with having your dog run up and down the stairs, or if they're not comfortable, then you can do a little mini scavenger hunt where you put maybe a kibble or a treat on each set of stairs going up and then going down. And they can go up and down the stairs and that's how they eat their dinner. And that means you're going up and down the stairs. So that's how you work off your dinner. See? Perfect. Okay, number eight is a homemade agility course. So you know what agility is. They jump over bars or they weave through poles or they go up a seesaw and back down. Well, we don't need to do all that formal stuff. This is stuff we can just make up in our house. So you can take a, uh, what is it, wrapping paper roll and like balance it on something and have them jump over it or go under it. You can even use a coffee table if 
it's comfortable and have them go underneath the coffee table. Maybe you have an open floor plan with one of those beams in the room. Teach them to go around that. You know, anything that's going to work like little cones, you put in a straight line and you have them weave in and out of those. Totally get creative. It doesn't have to be, you know, professional agility certified. It's just something fun to do with your dog, especially inside. Now, that's something you could take outside too. No problem, of course. But like I said, I'm concentrating on stuff we can do inside because taking things outside is much easier. Okay, what number are we on? Number nine, bubbles. You might want to use these with caution if you have a dog with a jumping problem, but some dogs love to go and play with bubbles. Of course, you're going to have to make sure you're going to get bubbles that are safe for dogs. They have them. And I've also seen dogs not that couldn't care less about them. So it's something to try. May or may not work, but it's also something that would be super fun to do with the kids. Now, number 10 is inspired by today. Um, this is an outdoor activity, but sometimes just bringing your dog outside to play in the snow is the best thing you can do. It is fun. They have a blast and it's like running in sand for them. I have a love-hate relationship with winter. I am a warm weather girl. Once the cold weather hits, I want to stay in my house and not move. But I love the snow. It's pretty. It's fun. It's playful. And the dogs have a blast. It's like nature's entertainment. Everything smells different to them. It's ready-made balls because you could just make a snowball and throw it to them, let them catch it. So when there's snow on the ground, I will just, I will put my feelings of the cold aside, bundle myself up and go outside and it's a blast and they are out after like a half hour to an hour of play. Now let's flip that over because not everybody lives in a climate where there's snow and Even if you do, snow isn't all year round. So kind of, I guess, 10A would be go play with water. Get the hose out. Get a sprinkler out. Get a baby pool out. There's so many, especially when they're puppies, if you expose them to water, so many dogs love it. A lot of them it's natural because there are just water dogs out there, but others can learn to love it. And if that's still not up your dog's alley, take them to the beach. Just like I said, snow is like running in the sand. Well, running in the sand is like running in the sand. It just, it ups that exercise factor, that tiring out factor. So instead of walking down the street, if you have a beach close by, walking down the beach, making sure you pay attention to the local laws is also another great option. Okay, so that was 10 ways to play with your dog. So when I talk about focus puppy time, when I talk about tiring your dog out, when I talk about engaging with your dog, giving them attention, having fun with them, these are just a handful of ideas to get your brain kind of working. Get incredibly creative because anything that you can teach your dog, anything new you can do with your dog is always going to up the ante and it's going to entertain both you and your dog. If you are enjoying this podcast, please, please rate and review it. It helps other puppy owners find the podcast. And if you want to continue training with me, you can join my four-week 
new puppy course, digital course online, where not only do you get four weeks worth of lessons that create the foundation of your life together, but you get access to me, direct access to me for at least 12 months to answer all of your training questions. Thank you so much for listening. I'll be talking with you soon. Bye for now.